Between the Chapters, a weekly podcast discussion focusing on a chapter of the book, 25 Years of EdTech, written by Martin Weller. Here's your host, Laura Pasquini. Well, welcome to a bonus, bonus episode of the podcast. I'm here with Martin Weller and Clint Lalonde, and I am excited to talk about the podcast. This is like the meta podcast, I think. I was going to blog about it. I was going to blog about it, but I decided to do a podcast about it with the two of y'all. So thanks for joining me. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, I, I, Laura. I view this as one of those like those episodes of TV series where they just make it up of old clips. They're sort of remembering back up on you know, one of those freebie episodes <laughs> i'm gonna mash up i could i probably could if i was yeah you're just giving me more work martin no i'm not doing that <laughs> or like the after shows where they have a couple of the, the actors on that are talking about the actual show yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> at least the outtakes the bloopers is it yeah <laughs> It's true. I Well, we're going to be, when this comes out, we'll be 13 episodes in. So that's kind of halfway. It's hard with 25. Um, so I thought we'd get us together and talk about, like, what are we learning and what's happening? And, um, yeah, what do you think about the podcast? Well, Martin, this is your book, so we've just taken it and run with it. So what do you think so far? Uh, yeah, I've been completely fascinated by it. You know, I think that the mix of the, the audio book and then the podcast on the back of that um, – has been really interesting to watch. I was saying to say to Laura earlier, you know, when uh, when she said she was going to do the podcast, I thought, who would want to listen to a podcast about my book? But it's been really fascinating. And I think that the ones I've really liked are when people sort of use, uh, they don't really talk about the book at all, which is great. They sort of just use it as a springboard to talk about their experiences and stuff. And it's, it's almost like becoming like a an oral history of like the past 25 years of EdTech. I think, I think that's brilliant. So it's been my... Um, I've been talking about it a lot, a bit of work. So we produce, uh, where I work in uh, Institute of Education Technology, we produce an annual report, the Innovating Pedagogy Report. And I'm sort of saying, so we need to do podcasts around this because I think actually that's, although you need that, I think you need the central text to, as a kind of springboard to go off from that. But actually, I think the interesting dialogue has, sort of happens all around it, you know, and we're definitely seeing that. Yeah, I agree. The Between the Chapters has really added to, to like the original vision I had for the project was just to bring people together to read the chapters and create an audiobook version of it. But the Between the Chapters uh, has really added to, to the whole uh, project and allowed space for that dialogue to happen. And, you know, the, the guests that you're getting on Between the Chapters, I mean, these are people who have lived these experiences. I was mm -hmm. just thinking, you know, you had... Uh, uh, you know, the people who were doing e-learning standards at the time were your guests, you know, talking about e-learning standards. And uh, uh, that that has just added so much and created that space to have those extra conversations around it to to give some, I mean, give it an added a dimension of, of dynamism to the to the book. And that this is this is living history that we're still working through today in our industry. I think it really works well sort of springboarding off the community approach you did to the audiobook. So the audiobook wasn't just me or you sort of narrating the whole thing, but I think having those different people come in and speak to it has always sort of made a community around the book. Then I think people are perhaps more willing to engage in the in the podcast and do the podcast. It's, it's a growing thing. So I think that that approach to the audiobook, if you like, kind of helped seed, seed a kind of community that was already there to, to build upon as well, I think. Yeah, full disclosure, I've read the book and it's going deeper with the people in the chapters. Like I didn't realize <clears throat> until I was recording with Mark Gustav. I talked to him, I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, you're the one in this chapter. 
hold up, you're the one who did all this thing. And so like, it was really cool. Cause I've, I'm meeting new people that um, I, I have loose ties or some connection or I tweet with for years. And we're having these conversations that we get into like, yeah, maybe the thing, whether it's learning objects, but we're also talking about like where we were in our lives and what kind of experiences and talking to people from around the globe, it's just so vast and different and rich. And it's kind of cool to kind of open it up um, just other voices. Like, so when you are sarcastic and you say you want to have banter in a book club, that means you also volunteer yourself to do the thing, which I don't mind because it's actually a fun, I, I do say it's a labor of love because um, I'm just having really enjoyable conversations that I'm learning from and then listening to afterwards and taking some of the show notes, uh, which I didn't think people really cared about, but they're into it. It sounds like. Yeah. Well, we've, we received, you know, can you, can you add the show notes to the, to the website, <laughs> you know? And I mean, the show notes that you put in too are an added extra layer. Uh, and I know you put a lot of effort into putting those show notes together, you know, things that people bring up in, in the podcast, um, you know, you'll put, put links to, so that adds just another layer for people who want to go even deeper yet uh, into some of the topics that are brought about in the book. Um, I, I love that you used the term loose ties because I felt the same way. This is really an example of a good example of how loose ties, strong tie connections can can happen, where you have these kind of network connections with people. Because I felt the same way reaching out to people in my network who I've had loose ties with for many, many years, but I never really had like kind of a tangible project to work with them on. And so reaching out to them and having them participate in this creates that strong tie connection and really just creates uh, stronger connections with with my own network. So, so you know, I'm selfishly getting something out of this as well, uh, being able to have that tangible project and create those strong ties with people. Well, you know, the show notes aren't for you. It's for me. I'm just learning and I want to find these things. So like secretly podcasting is my conference. I go to it to like professional develop. I talk with the people. I listen to it later. So I'm glad that you all are enjoying it. But really, those notes are for me. Um, no, I love that we're putting this together as kind of um, it's kind of like an archived and living and working space. And I know we have some listeners. So I guess we'll give some quick, quick stats before we get into more of the touchy feel. So like who's listening clint we're looking in the back analytics here uh oh i did i should bring them up while we're if we actually want to talk about them i think we're we've up to about uh 3, downloads for the podcast and we have about a hundred um subscribers as best we can tell here i'm just pulling up the actual stats because there is some some interesting analytics here so far, uh, it looks like um, vast, not surprising, the vast majority of listeners are coming from uh, Canada, the US and the UK, e equally about a third from each of those different regions. And then Australia, uh, Mexico, Ireland, Germany, uh, and New Zealand are, are in there as well. So, you know, we are having a, a, it's, it's got a global reach. It's got people that are listening every week and people that are you know, contributing on the hashtag. We've had some people writing some blog posts uh, about it, and uh, you know, I try to amplify all of those things on the Twitter feed as they as they come up, and be able to 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 push that out to other people to to be able to participate in the in the recordings as well. Yeah. Sorry, do those figures pick up when people play it through Twitter? Because that's often where I listen to. It. So I have my Twitter stream going, and then sort of just click on play from the 25 years tweet. yeah it will pick up from the like this is through we said transistor fm and it through all the other things so however people share um i love that like 
uh, Bonnie Stahoyak and Ken Bauer also like tweet out quotes. And I realized like I've made a, <laughs> um, a machine of, was it the internet modem machine? I was like, I made that sound effect. Like, I forget that I did these things. And then people <laughs> listen back and quote the things you say. Dang it. They're so smart and clever, those people. Yeah, I can't tell from the stats about Twitter. I see what podcast players people are using. And by far, Apple Podcasts is uh, is the Apple Podcasts and a desktop browser are the two most uh, popular. Overcast is pretty popular as well. Um, but I'm not seeing like a specific mention of, of Twitter. I'm, I'm not sure actually if if we're picking up Twitter Twitter plays as well. Yeah, it will just play probably from the primary. I think it's going. It, Apple picks up transistor stuff. So and desktop, it says. So there's desktop browser because you you can listen to this podcast just on a website. So if you pick it up on Twitter or you just go to uh, the link that someone tweets out or puts in their blog, uh, they've embedded like an episode because a few people have been doing their own reflections after they've come on as a guest. They've shared and they put. You can embed this to your own blog as well. Um, yeah, you can definitely play it, stream it online on a website. So it could be your phone, tablet, website, however you want is really what we're trying to get to. Um, and you've put these on the Athabasca website as well. I've noticed they've come on with the book, right? The Not the between the chapters, but the episodes themselves. So what has uh, that been like? Do you know anything about that? Uh, I don't actually. I should follow up with Athabasca. I just, I've just got a folder where I put the finished episodes and as they go in there, I think they, they add them onto the website. And I actually haven't talked to Athabasca since, uh, since before Christmas about, uh, about where we are with stats. So I think for them, it's been interesting as well, you know, because we had, um, it was their suggestion, but with the, um, we had Brian Mathers remix of the art cover. And now we've got podcasts and audio book around it. And I'm sure they don't get that for most of their books and they've really sort of wants to run with it. So I think, Again, it's, it's interesting from a publisher's perspective, the kind of whole context around a book you know, rather than just the, the book itself. Yeah, and for those, I, I'll give full disclosure, I work in this area that we talk about audio and the devices. I, that's my team I'm on. And we see from Audible to um, just podcasts in general, Spotify, Amazon Music now has podcasts and all the devices that have can play third-party listening, we know that people are listening to things. So the ecosystem of book meets audio and that is just fascinating to me. So, hey, I'm just secretly playing this place, to, this space to figure out more because I think it's going to continue to grow. Hey, Martin, I hear the next pipeline though from audio is into TV production. Are you ready for that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel it needs exotic locations to do this. <laughs> Where would you have it? Who would play you in the book in the movie adaptation, Martin? <laughs> yeah, who would play you? What actor do you want to play you? I think I think it's definitely one for Clooney. You know, that's what makes <laughs> an Americanized I version of Clooney. Yeah. English. You want him to do an English accent as well? Yeah, I want, I want a, a kind of full Dick Van Dyke English accent. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, and so something else from the podcast that's just fascinating is. Um, like it's kind of a interesting time when this book came out because sure you stopped at 2018 yet um, we're still talking about these same issues that are still relevant and you said this in the opening chapter is we forget about the past but as we look back and think of where we are now and where we'll move forward some of these questions that you've kind of are instigating and some of our guests are asking are really relevant like um, like. How, one question from CMC was, how can we go back to the things we learned then to move us forward 
into these digital environments now? Like that's still a relevant question. Mm-hmm. Like that's really important. So I just love, and we have lots of thanks from our guests, Martin, for, you know, stoking the fire on some of these topics and just framing it in some shape or form because no one else did it. So um, by years, by topics, by concepts, I, I, they really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think um, education technology hasn't become less significant since 2018. So, <laughs> yeah, so the book is still relevant. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, I'm sure you've been following a lot of these things like on, online, people sit suddenly going like, online learning doesn't work. You can't do communities and online learning. How do we do group work? Oh my God, we're still doing these conversations. And so I just wave the book at people. You know? So at least that's that kind of, I feel like it's, it's a, at least some kind of antidote to that we've just invented online learning kind of thing that seems to be rearing its head yet again. I love that you're waving the book at me, me, makes me think that we should make your TV production an animation of sorts. Yes. You get Brian. <laughs> Come on, Brian. Full, full Graphic TV. novel version. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm in. All right. Anyone listening who wants to produce it, call us. We're available for some writing and whatnot. Hey, Martin, I have a question. I mean, I know that this book kind of came out of a blog series of blog posts that you wrote, but can you talk a little bit about, about the process of writing the book? Like how did you go about doing the research and especially in some of those early years? Uh, I know some of it is anecdotal, but I mean, you certainly did a, a research piece to writing this book. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, I think um, having the blog posts to work from, so, you know, it's quite a nice writing process. You know, the, the blog posts are just, you can say whatever you want, the kind of thing in your head, Moment. At least once you've got that to work from, then something will actually disclaim, I'm going to need to beef up a bit, or I don't think I made the point well there. So then I'm sort of going away and trying to find very specific types of references, or sometimes you end up sort of going down a, a particular sort of rabbit hole. But, you, but usually on most of the blog posts, there was kind of a, a point I was trying to make, you know. So um, so the process itself was, I mean, I sort of had the, the blog posts and then um, I took myself away for, I don't think I mentioned this before, I took myself away for, two weeks to Cornwall in December on, on the coast with a, a big storm battering at the door. And I used to more or less write a, a chapter a day, you know, as I say, today it's CMC, you know, so I can sort of gather together all the resources and you kind of have a framework for what you want to say, but it's, uh, it's trying to find, I think, some references that will back up what you want to say, but also others then that um, allow you to sort of go off in a different route and, and find a, a, a good voice in that, that field. So I mean, I think, you know, for example, the... The wiki one, I knew I wanted to mention uh, Mark's work, but it wasn't until I went back because I, I knew he was someone I wanted to look up. So I remember him talking about them. It wasn't until I went back and found some of the papers he'd written that that the idea that um, you know some of the experimentation we were doing then uh, would still be regarded as radical now. So it came to me as I was looking back on that kind of stuff. You know, so. Yeah, and fun fact, Clint, if you want to listen to Martin talk about his laborious writing process, we do talk about this on episode, bonus episode that released on November 5th. So I'll link it to these show notes. So um, I, because I asked him the same things selfishly of like, how do I write a book that I've been avoiding? No, I, I do have a podcast instead. That's, that was my answer. So um, <laughs> no, I, mean, I kind of <laughs> like the idea of locking yourself in a remote cabin on a Welsh coast somewhere for a couple of weeks and it's very just kind of heads down, right? <laughs> I took the dog with me, went away for two weeks, you know, just uh, with a big box of wine. And, <laughs> and <that's it. laughs> I was going to say some writers are loving this pandemic for that purpose, but then they also, you get out to do stuff. And when you can't get out and do stuff in lo- when you're locked down, then that's a challenge. So 
It may not be the best time to start a book. No one start a book. You don't need big goals. Just get through this year. That's all we want. Um, so in thinking about uh, the conversations ahead, so I've recorded, I'll give you what my, my working life is on this. Um, I've recorded almost all chapters up until uh, open textbooks. Oh, I, and I need the MOOC chapter still and the Twitter chapter still, but most of those are recorded. Um, I'm trying to think about ways to involve other voices and people who want to contribute. And Clint, you mentioned something around Vocaroo, or maybe this is Alan Levine's idea. Do you want to talk a little bit about maybe how we can have other people share their voices as I volunteer my audio production, really crappy services for them? <sighs> Uh, yeah, Alan wrote a blog post um, you know, a few weeks ago. I mean, we're recording this in in kind of mid mid January, but he had, he had written a blog post. We we you and I have talked a little bit about this: how we can get other other voices, like actual voices, kind of contributing to the podcast um, without going through the sort of formal process of setting up meetings and you know, where somewhere a, a site that people could go to where they could just record something that we could then pick up. Uh, and, and Alan has talked about Vokaroo, uh, which looks like it could be a promising site to people could go to Vokaroo, record something through their browser, uh, a response to maybe one of the podcasts they're listening to the chapters or between the chapters. Uh, and then we could pick that up and include it in, uh, one of the, between the chapters that are, are forthcoming. I mean, you, you're, you are what about up to, no, you said. Yeah, we still got we still got comments, but uh, you know we could do a. I, I mean, I I think what would be really nice is if we could do a bonus show just from community voices um, yeah. covering the whole thing. You know, what are your comments about? What did you think about? You know, this. So I think Volkeru might work really well. I haven't I haven't actually tested it yet, so I'm hesitant to talk a lot about it. But I think if we do a little testing, we'll find that that could be a good tool to do that. The other thing is people can just record it if they have their own. I mean, domain space, which is really good to have. Just posting it there or posting it in a Dropbox or posting it in uh, a Google Drive and uh, sending the links to us. Uh, there's a contact a contact form on the, the website uh, and then we can pick those up and include those in a future episode. Yeah, that's a good call out. And I'm, I'd be open to um, putting some things together and it, maybe I'll put some prompts out there and a call out um, and we will add it to the website as well, because we think that some people have some thoughts in general and thoughts specifically to a certain topic. Um, and as a host who does this in her part-time volunteer work, I do have a list of questions that some of my guests want to have in advance and helps me keep myself on track. Uh, so I could put that out and maybe we can have some of our listeners record and respond to them. These are just some guiding questions in case we run out of thing to talk about, but that's really the case here. The question is really framed or how are you involved with X? What are your reflections back to this year? Share your experiences about the topic or the issue in the chapter. What stands out? What is missing? And questions you want to ask Martin or others just generally in the community who are listening to the podcast. I'll include these questions in the show notes and maybe we'll link it to the website. Yeah, maybe we'll do it at the end. Maybe I'll mix it in between. It's really just based on when my free time is. Um, so it's a it's a, an opportunity that gives people, yeah, an opportunity to voice back. Some people have written blog posts. Um, I haven't seen any audio back yet or any other cross podcast. But if you have a podcast or you want to talk out loud and share it, um, we'll make it work however you want to share um, by email, by contact form, by drop links. Um, that's a great idea. So thanks for sharing that, Clint. What what are we learning about this like process and project in general? 
emotionally, technically, any of the above? I've been um, surprised, stroke, pleased how genuinely kind people have been. <laughs> I haven't had a real harangue in from anything. I was joking with uh, Maha Bali the other day because she said she was about to record an episode with you, which I haven't heard yet. Um, but it was my birthday, so it's my birthday, so go, go easy on me. But in general, people have been quite kind, you know. And um, you know, I think it's easy to to take to task any chapter for the things it's missing because inevitably they're all missing, you know, big chunks of things. But uh, but generally, yeah, people have been good. So thank you for <laughs> thank you for being kind. Oh, I edited those out, Martin. I can give you the off. Yeah, so. I'm just kidding. Really <laughs> no, I don't. For real? Uh, real? <laughs> there was a couple. There was one Jim was going to ask you. I did edit that out, but he was like, no, he really appreciated. Uh, he was going to be like, why didn't you include me? He went off on a rant and I cut that out. So um, hear that now, Jim Croom. I cut you out in there. My choice. Um, no, I think it's, I think people are really, um, okay with it being it's your lens and that's really what the other between the chapters are is talking about other people's perspectives opinions or where they were at that time and where that impacted them i wonder about the future chapters because we get darker down the road so we'll see it'll be fun we're only on like chapter 11 12 coming out now um so hmm, we shall see how it goes <laughs> yeah it probably gets a le- less nostalgic as you get nearer to now doesn't it? that's one thing I noticed, it was really timely how we've talked about this sort of circular thing about how past topics come back and they're still in play. And and the week that the e-learning standards one came out with Phil and, and Lorna was a week that I was talking e-learning standards on a project that I'm working on. Uh, and, you know, how this has just kind of risen up uh, uh, again. So here we are. I think the e-learning standards was what, 2001, 2002, somewhere in, in those early years. And here we are 20 years later and, uh, and still working on some of those. So it was very, is very applicable for me right in that moment. The timing was very serendipitous. It's a groundhog day. Here we go. Well, something I will say, if anyone wants to, in these pandemic times, still make friends or stay in touch with a professional network or reconnect with some people in their network, um, have a book club of sorts or talk about a thing with someone or just reach out to them and say, do you want to talk about X? Because that's it's been quite rewarding uh, for me. I know that I, I hope that the community has enjoyed listening to it, but it's really been fun to like connect with people. Have people realize that I'm not living in the UK, which is adorable. I wish I was. Um, have people also realize like, the, you know, just talking about like what we're doing at this time. So part of the podcast, uh, we do, re- we have a chat before and then it's a bit of a catch up, but it's also um, reminding us why we were professionally connected in the first place. And, um, a lot of the, uh, my friends are from Twitter and a lot my, a lot of friends of the pod are from Twitter and some of them I just am meeting for the first time in general and I love learning about like their work and what they've done and where they're at now it's just so fascinating to me so that's been a really cool experience um so yeah you don't need a podcast but you could just reach out to people and have an excuse to chat with them when you bring when you bring a book along this is what I've learned says this book nerd literati friend I think you're right I think the pandemic has added a kind of extra bonus to it i think hearing people's voice i think someone said this on twitter but i can't remember it was you know like they're missing meeting all these people they usually meet at conferences and just hearing their voices either through the chapters or, or through the podcast has kind of been a real real sort of welcome boost to kind of reconnect with those people they know yeah i hope that you reach out to them say i liked hearing your voice let's talk more um, you can use the old-fashioned phone. You don't need a Zoom room. Um, phones work well, or Skype, or whatever. You know, back in the days, we never had these things. Phones work well until I try calling my kids. 
<laughs> so they're like, what? What is that noise? <laughs> I don't use that for f- talking to people. Yeah, I only use it for me? texting and whatnot, gaming. Um, so there's a few chapters ahead. I will have probably Clint and Martin back towards the end. There's a conclusion. Um, and if I also have a gap chapter where like no one wants to talk about something, which almost happened for a couple of them, um, they might they might make another appearance. Clint, thank you for coming on the blogging one with Bonnie. That was super fun. That was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and there's a great example, like Bonnie and I, I've never actually met Bonnie in person, but I've known Bonnie for like, you know, well, I met that's interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I, I've met Dave and Dave, you know, I've been at conferences with, with uh, her partner, Dave, but I have never met Bonnie, but I've known Bonnie before I knew Dave uh, through blogging and, you know, we were both parent bloggers back in the day. Anybody who's listened to the show will, will hear that. So I was really happy to be able to have that uh, and make that connection with her uh, and be on that show. Yeah, I really enjoyed that thing about the parent blog. So I remember reading Bonnie's Crypt Chronicles. Blog. So yeah, so it's, it's a really good episode. Yeah. I love that. Like it was blogging. It still is blogging. Um, so that was the reason why the book is here because it started from a blog. So we, there was lots of love given from that one at the end. It said, uh, keep on keeping on with your blog, Martin. So we're grateful what your words have morphed into which is really true. And we hope that these continued conversations. So I'm taking I need to blog more. I'm using, I moved to podcasting, so I clearly need to blog more. Um, but bringing people together with words, whether they're written or in audio, I'm really enjoying um, the process of talking with you both and talking with others, because I think it's really working out some of the things that are maybe in our heads that we don't talk about enough out there in the world of like learning, teaching, ed tech, all the things. So thank you. Okay. I Podcasting, the new blog. <laughs> the lazy blog Sorry, is what Martin, I call it. Sorry, I was just, just going to warn you that I'm next week I'm sending off my next book to Athabasca Press, which is Metaphors of EdTech, you know, so, uh, so start start preparing the podcast now. <laughs> What's the name of that book again, Martin? It's it's called Metaphors of EdTech. So in some ways, it's a kind of a companion piece to 25 years. If that was the, the kind of narrative account, this is the kind of metaphorical account. So it's quite fun, I think, you know, because you can use meta, you know, anything could be a metaphor. So it's kind of a way of thinking more creatively about EdTech as well. So there you are. So what are you saying? You're asking for our service again? Our rate's going up next year. Post-pandemic rates, that's right. Post-pandemic rates, no, they're not. Uh, no, we'd love to hear about that. So maybe we'll have to get uh, you in for a conversation to tell us more what's ahead. Sneak peeks, teasers, you know. Thanks for coming on and uh, catching up about what the heck we're doing, because who knows? I, I was just checking in to make sure you still like this and you still want this to go forward. I don't know. Yeah, still loving it. Good. Still having fun doing it. Yeah. Good. Great. I am too. Uh, listeners, we want to hear from you. Blog, tweet, podcast, audio record, video, smoke signal. I don't know. We'll take any of the above and include it in a podcast. Uh, so if you want us to include something you've shared or something you've talked about, you want Martin to read your blog out loud in audio format, I'm going to volunteer. Um, you let us know. <laughs> let us know what you want. And we'd love to include your voice, your ideas, your comments, and your reflections on the 25 years of EdTech book as a whole, individual chapter. And uh, Clint and I will find a spot and space for you to submit said things on the website and also I'll probably blog about it. That's what we do here of what you can do and how you can upload those things. Uh, So thank you for joining me to check in and uh, back to editing. I got lots to audio to work through. So bye friends.
Thanks. Have a great day, you guys. You too. You've been listening to Between the Chapters with your host, Laura Pisquini. For more information or to subscribe to Between the Chapters and 25 Years of Ed Tech, visit 25years.opened.ca.